Welcome, listeners. We are so excited for this week's episode. We have an esteemed guest named Kristen Burke, who is joining us, and we just love what she stands for. Kristen is a goal achievement coach who collaborates with women, entrepreneurs, and leaders to help them maximize their potential and achieve their definitions of success. Now, who wouldn't want that? That is amazing. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. I am energized to connect with you today. The feeling is definitely uh, is definitely mutual. So Kristen, as we uh, as we do with our uh, with our podcast, we're here with the Como Factor, really talking about uh, personal and professional transformation stories. So we're going to start here, and I've got a an interesting question. If your life story were to be published in a book, what would the book title be? What would the book cover say? If my life story were published in a book, the title would be Learning to Trust Yourself. Ooh. And Ooh. This, is, this is really important to me because as I reflect on personal transformations, professional transformations, the times when I have leaned into my own intuition, when I have trusted myself, when I have believed in myself, those times have been much more successful and enjoyable. And it's quite frankly, the times when I was looking outside of myself, perhaps I was looking to others for validation. I was comparing myself. I was thinking this is what I should do, or there's only one way to do this. Those were the times that uh, resulted in not achieving goals or feeling frustrated, feeling burnt out. So for me, learning to trust myself has been one of my greatest accomplishments. And quite frankly, I believe it's going to be a journey. If I continue to grow and I'm on a mission to build a goal achievement empire to help other women lean into their ambition, as I continue on this journey, I'm going to be tested and will need to remember to trust myself. Those are some powerful words. I think every all of us could learn how to to trust ourselves more and that that intuition. We you know we were all created for a purpose, and trusting that can make all the difference. So uh, that's beautiful. Um, just building on that a little bit more, Kristen, learning to trust yourself. Could you share with our listeners maybe some of your life goals that you've got in front of you? Yes. So life goals that I have in front of me. One of my my biggest life goals is to have an unbreakable bond with my daughter. So I have a seven-year-old daughter, and I am so passionate about having a deep, trusting relationship with my daughter, being an example for my daughter. And really helping to create a life of possibility for my daughter. And hey, as the goal achievement coach, look, I know that that's a little bit of a loose goal. I don't have a time frame around it. I don't have an action plan around it. But that is something that is incredibly important to me is to have an unbreakable relationship with my little girl. And one of the things I have been doing this year to move closer to that goal is we have monthly mommy scarlet dates Aww. and these 
are so fun. And I remember, I remember telling my daughter Scarlett about them in January. And at first she needed a little kind of helper guidance, figuring out what we were going to do for mommy Scarlett dates. And our very first one in January, we went to a, a place called color me, color me mine. Mm-hmm. And we painted pottery and it was so much fun and we loved it. And then last night we actually had our mommy Scarlett date and uh, it was, it was so wonderful. We went to the library. So I took her to the library. She had been wanting to go to the library and we're walking home. I was like, mama, it's a beautiful, beautiful night. Can we sit outside on the patio and watch a movie? And my initial instinct was going to be to say no. It's a school night. It's going to be too late. I have a ton of work to do. I mean, come on, as a business owner, don't we always have a ton of work to do? And something inside me was compelled to say yes. And I was compelled to say yes because she looked at me and she goes, this can be our mommy Scarlet date for the month. And so I thought, absolutely. I got I to gotta clear everything. None of, nothing else matters at this moment except for watching a movie with my little girl. That is so beautiful. And I love the name Scarlet too. That's, uh, that's gorgeous. Thank you. So let's talk about that because as, as a woman, as a leader, a business owner, that had to be a pretty big personal transformation for you becoming a mother. Is there, you know, anything there that you might want to share with us about that, about that journey of motherhood? Without a doubt, one of my biggest, personal transformation. So I'll, I'll set the stage a little bit. When I had Scarlett, I was not a business owner. I was still working a a corporate job. I was in financial services and I, I have a big vision for my life. I have a lot of ambition. And so I wanted to really move up and advance in this company. And uh, Scarlett is seven. So she was born seven years ago and At the time, I didn't have the same level of confidence I have right now or the same level of courage I have right now. And I was really, I was really concerned that having a, having a child would set me back in my career and set me back professionally. And I was quite frankly, I was really scared to do it as well. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no manual on how to be a mom and and I, I have a relationship with my own mom that is, is uh, we're progressing. There's, um, you know, we're, we're working at it. It hasn't always been the strongest mother-daughter relationship. And so I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear going into pregnancy and going into becoming a mama. And, uh, you know, I knew having a family would be important. I actually wrote my graduate thesis my master's degree thesis on women and work-life balance. So even as a grad student, I had this vision that I would have a big career, make a big impact professionally, and be a mama. So I knew that I wanted to become a mom, but I didn't know when the timing would be right. And quite frankly, it, it never feels right. And my husband, my husband and I have been together since high school. So we are high school sweethearts. My husband was really the one who, who encouraged me to have a leap of faith and enter into this time of, you know, getting pregnant and becoming a mom. And when Scarlett was uh, born, she was actually born with a condition called duodenal atresia. And it's a very, 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 very rare birth defect. And we found out, gosh, it was really late 
in my pregnancy when we found out we had an ultrasound and the tech saw what's called a double bubble and thought, gosh, you know, there, there's probably something going on and we had to go back and see specialists. And so my journey, my, my beginning of becoming a mama was quite emotional. It did not play out the way that I thought it would. You know, I had a lot of anxiety. What, what is duodenal atresia? What does it mean? What's going to happen to my baby? And this is in the third trimester. We're almost at the end. And so Scarlett was born. And she was actually born via C-section because her heart rate dropped while we were in labor. I barely saw her when she was born. She was taken to the NICU and she had surgery. When she was a couple days old, she had surgery to fix the duodenal atresia. And I'm so grateful for technology because years ago, people wouldn't have even known about her duodenal atresia. And thanks to the technological advances, she had surgery when she was a couple days old, so she has a scar. That's why her name has so much meaning. We both have scars, so Scarlet and uh, that that experience in the NICU was really, really pivotal for me because it, it it helped me reframe priorities. It helped me think differently, and I I would say it still took several months for me to adjust. To being a mom. I mean, even when we got home from the NICU, we had a, a couple weeks stay. So we were super, super fortunate to only be in the NICU a couple weeks. And even we, when we got home, I, I resisted so much. I wanted my quote, old life back. I, I wanted to be able to get up and go for these long marathon training runs and pour into my career and everything just felt so different. And, and that's a side of becoming a mama that I don't think a lot of people talk about is this longing for your old life or even mourning what life was like before you became a mama. And it took me several months to adjust to my new normal. And I felt like, oh, something's wrong with me. I don't, I don't have all these rainbow and butterfly feelings that I see other mamas posting about on social media. But then, you know, one day it clicked and it was like, okay, I got this. And my confidence grew. And, and to bring it full circle, now we're at a point where we have Mommy Scarlet dates, and it's one, of the, it's one of the most significant transformations of my life. Oh, my gosh. I, I am, like, I can just hear and imagine what you went through with, with this baby being born and, and having to have surgery so, so early. Um, that had to be so scary for you. And then you're this new mother, and you said... There was a moment where it clicked for you and you said, I got this. How did you, how did that clarity come about for you? Do you remember? I don't think there was anything in particular that I did to get that clarity. It was time. Mm -hmm. It was time. It was adjusting to new schedules. As a, oh my goodness, even in the beginning, as a, as a mama with a baby in the NICU, I was pumping on a regular schedule. And so oh. being the, being the goal achievement coach yeah. that I was, I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't have a lot of control anywhere else in my life, but you know what? I'm going to rock this. And yeah, I was like every two to three hours and it was, it was like a thing for me. And so, you know, I think finding ways where I could still win because that's really important to me was was part of that journey but ultimately it was time you know isn't time 
such a beautiful healer for so many of us and for so many situations. It really, it really is. What a, what a story and look how far you've come. And now you're having these, these monthly, uh, you know, mommy scarlet dates and it's, that's so precious and you're going to blink and she's going to graduate from high school. So <laughs> you are, you are absolutely doing the, doing the right thing. So, so before we, uh, we pivot over to a little bit more about your, uh, professional transformation, just, I'd like to ask you for our listeners, you know, what advice would you give to maybe a young woman who's in her career and is, is contemplating taking that next step to go and, and becoming a mom, maybe for the first time, what advice would you give her, um, given what you've gone through? The advice that I would give is get out of your own head. And what I mean by that is I, I'm very gifted at creating these negative mental narratives. I've learned this through coaching, through journaling, through reflecting. And there were so many times as I was embarking on this journey of becoming a mama where I would have conversations with myself about how this would change or impact my career. And I remember very vividly, there was one time I was chatting with a leader at my former firm and we were, it was, it was a casual setting and we were talking and he's a dad and I, and I brought up, you know, Hey, like I'm thinking maybe of growing our family and having another baby, but I'm really afraid of what that would do to my career. And, and he, he kind of looked at me and I'll paraphrase. I don't remember the exact, exact words, but he's like, if you want to have another kid, have another kid, your career is going to be fine. Now I realize, I realize that not all women have that same privilege of working in companies where they would get that response. I, I, I completely understand that not everyone is in that situation. But for me, that was a reminder, like, geez, Kristen, come on, get out of your own mind, trust yourself. If you want to do this, do this. It, it's not it's not going to wreak havoc and ruin your career um, the way that I thought it would if you learn to trust yourself. I face a, a lot of the things that I chat with my clients about. The mom guilt is real. Not every night am I stepping away from the computer and snuggling up on the couch and watching a movie. And this, uh, even, even this morning, uh, we, we had a little glitch that I thought Scarlett had white tights for her Halloween costume to wear to school. But Somehow I had gotten white leggings that look like tights. Why those are even on the market, I don't know, but they were not footed at tights. And so, you know, husband is like running out this morning to get the tights. And so by no means is this all perfect. Absolutely. And I think that's the beauty of it is just juggling it all, isn't it? And Christine and I can certainly relate to, to the work-life balance, especially with, um, with, you know, being mothers ourselves. And, um, it's not, and you just gotta, you know, when that happens, just take a deep breath and, you know, give yourself that grace that you were talking about. Um, so I love that. So amidst all of this motherhood, um, you had a very successful career in the corporate world. How did you transition then, um, professionally? And was there, was there a professional transformation that really comes to mind, um, to you in terms of, having gone through either challenges or growth that really brought you to the successful business that you own today? Yes. And it connects back with trusting myself. So I, I started my corporate career as an intern 
and I had a I had an opportunity to move into various different roles and leadership roles and I started coaching in in my corporate setting back in 2009 and that's really where I fell in love with helping people maximize their potential and achieve their definitions of success and I didn't realize it at the time but I was so passionate about studying personal and professional growth and development, learning as much as I could, uh, coaching. I got certified to coach with my former company. I raised my hand for all these different leadership opportunities. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was quite frankly setting the stage for the work that I do today. And I, I remember coming across a journal last year when, when we moved. And in the journal, I found notes from 2011. And these notes were the early outline of a coaching business. And it, it took me a really long time to grow the confidence and the courage to follow this calling on my heart. And as I reflect on this situation, one of the reasons I think it took so long is starting my own business didn't align with the definition of success I had created in my mind when I was a young child. So when I was a young child, I created this definition of success that I was going to work in, in a corporate office for a big firm and wear these power suits and drive the fancy cars. And so that was the vision that my corporate career was allowing me to work towards. And for a long time, that vision served me extremely well. That that vision was really important to me. I had a big identity tied up to the work that I did in the corporate setting. And I was on, on a mission to elevate myself and my career and climb that, quote, corporate ladder. And I wanted to be a leader of an office with my former firm. And I went through different leadership programs. I wrote the vision. I was raising my hand. I was having those conversations with my leadership team. And, and during that process, I can look back now, again, time is a great healer. During that process, I realized there was so much push. There wasn't as much flow. It felt to me like I was climbing up a hill, wearing my high heels with these boulders coming crashing down on me. But I still went for it anyways, because one of my greatest strengths is that when I set my mind to something, I will go after it. And one of my greatest weaknesses is when I set my mind to something, I will go after it, even if it might not be the thing that I should be going after. And so I went after this higher level leadership position and I didn't get the role. And that for me was the moment where I snapped out of that push. And I decided to get really quiet and I leaned into meditation. I leaned into journaling and I leaned into my coach and I started to explore the calling that I had on my heart for years. And I started to really think about what would launching a coaching business look like? And I had to work through a ton of fear. I had to grow my confidence. I had to explore what's the worst that can happen, what's the best that can happen. And ultimately, I came to the conclusion that all of these things that I wanted for my life, for my career, the impact, the work I wanted to do, it was all on the other side of this fear 
and I needed to step into it. And I, uh, that's, that's what I did. I went to my leadership team and I expressed interest to start a coaching business. And we, uh, we worked together for a, a couple of months and we had a, a very you know, amicable transition. And I started my coaching business in December, 2019. That's fantastic. And you are definitely speaking our language here in terms of going out there and taking ownership, you know, for, for that vision that you created for yourself. And it's not always easy, is it? Um, especially the example that you gave about what success looked like for you early on, because I think a lot of factors come into play. It was your upbringing. It's, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are all driving, you know, the same kind of cars, living in the same neighborhoods, you know, um, having the, the right jobs. And it's really hard sometimes to step away from that and really gain not only the clarity of where it is, you know, that you're going to find that happiness and be able to leverage um, your, your core strengths and talents, but also then, you know, taking ownership, saying, you know, there is going to be no change unless I take control of this and, you know, swerve my way um, to the destiny that's, that's out there for me. So I'm sure while you're going through this, this journey um, of your professional transformation, you know, it, you probably did have many challenges along the way, right? And we also talked about that personally, but how did you ensure that you had a meaningful mindset um, along the way? Was it anchored to a particular purpose? Did you have to constantly remind yourself? Um, did you have any um, tools that you utilize to make sure that um, that, you know, um, because all too often we can get sidetracked with um, just the day-to-day -day things that come up in life. How did you make sure that that you persevered and stayed on track during this professional transformation that you were on? This is such an important topic for us to explore, the topic of growing an abundant mindset. And it started for me before I made this transformation. So I heard I heard a while ago that you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with in the books that you read. And I'll add to that the podcast that you listen to. And so years ago, I started reading. And for me, I, I still remember when I read a book a month. Heck yes, I read I read 12 books this year. And then in uh, 2018, I hired my own first coach, and that was an incredible part of my journey. I started journaling. I had a mentor say, hey, you should journal. And I thought, what the heck am I going to journal about? Like, wh what do you journal about? Dear diary, today was a good day. But I embraced it, and by embracing the idea of journaling, I started to build my own routine around journaling. That includes gratitude, connecting to my my vision. Now I've even recently added four questions that I learned in Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor. So I'm, I've had this journaling routine and I'm continuously evolving that journaling routine to better serve me. I've, I've worked out for a really long time. So working out has been a part of my routine since I was in college. And I used to run marathons in my 20s and in early 30s, I'm no longer an avid marathoner or runner. I, I prefer these days the Peloton and yoga. Um, one, I find yoga is much gentler on my body. And I love the Peloton. I can get done in 30 minutes versus a 
10 mile training run that takes you two hours. But I, I say all this because I've been building, I've been building habits and practices and routines to help me shape my mindset. So when I got very clear that I was ready to make this transformation, when I was ready to start my own business, I had this as a foundation. And now as I'm growing my business, I've learned how critically important the morning routine and coaching and who you surround yourself with is to my success. I, I got a little sidetracked this year and I, I got disconnected or I, I lost sight of my morning routine because it was working. Sometimes when something's working, we stop doing it. And then we realize how important it was. And my mind was going negative and I was buying into the limiting beliefs and I had the self-doubt. And as soon as I started consistently practicing gratitude, connecting back to my vision, reading, working out, I'm like, oh yeah, I am fierce. I am confident. I can do this. Let's go. Yes, indeed. And certainly the passion um, comes across the loud and clear, you know, in all these examples that you're sharing with our listeners. So I've got a question for you. Let's rewind the clock just a little bit to maybe not even a little bit, maybe about 20 years ago. If you could write a postcard to yourself, um, Kristen, 20 years ago, what would it say and why? Trust yourself. I'll go back to the theme of the book title. And I think it was so critically important for me to have all of these experiences where I was looking outside for validation. I was waiting to feel confident before I took action. I was looking at other people and thinking, oh, they're so successful, which by the way, as I have connected with people that I perceive to be super successful, they have challenges just like us. They have to work on their mindset just like us. They face fear just like us. So I needed all of these experiences to bring me back to where I'm at right now in the journey I'm on right now of learning to trust myself. And that for me is showing up today as recognizing the difference between push and flow in my work. And there are so many times where I will push. I, I mentioned I'm an achiever. I'm ambitious. I, I will execute the plan and I will be disciplined and follow through. And I'm really working on today through my meditation and through journaling around recognizing that flow and learning to listen to that intuition and pay attention to those universal nudges. What, what is it that I should be focused on? What comes more naturally to me? And this is not to say that it doesn't require hard work. I'm learning to make sure that I'm leaning into the hard work that aligns with my flow versus that push. Well, there you have it, listeners, straight from Kristen Burke. Um, start by learning to trust yourself. Build habits and routines to create the right mindset. And that includes surrounding yourself with five to six people, books, podcasts, all in terms of where you want to be. Kristen, thank you so much. We would say that you definitely have the Como Factor, so let it shine. And really quickly, where can listeners learn more about you and find you if they want to follow you? 
You can follow my podcast, which is called Elite Achievement. So if you've liked what you've heard today, you can find more inspiration over at Elite Achievement. I am also on Instagram at meet Kristen Burke, and my website is kristenburke.com. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Como Factor podcast, a show featuring personal and professional transformation stories. Hosted by transformation practitioners and co-founders of the Como Group, Christine Strobush and Sonal Trevetti. Each episode, we sit down with business leaders and insightful professionals and ask them how they apply the Como Factor in their daily lives. That is, of course, how they find clarity, take ownership, develop a meaningful mindset, and stay true to their one-of-a-kind self. If you like our show, please give us a rating and a review, and be sure to share our podcast with your friends, colleagues, or family. If you'd like to follow along online, join our community on LinkedIn and bookmark our website, thecomofactor.com, to receive show updates and inspirational content daily. Another thing you can do to support our show is to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening right now.